You're listening to Guys on the Sideline Podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience, but they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome on into Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 12. 12, Chris. Episode 12. Brought to you by who? The greatest point guard to ever play the game. He wore number 12. Who am I talking about? Uh, Who is that guy? Yeah, I think he kind of had like a mop top and he was kind of scrawny. Just kidding. John John Crotty? John Crotty. John Crotty. I don't know if he was number 12. Local basketball deity that, that we love from afar because he... Sadly, didn't move here and become our governor and or mayor. Should have. John Stockton. Who am I talking about? John Stockton, John great Stockton. point guard. Um, has actually probably done more for his image since uh, playing here. He's been here so. for a few things. His son was on the team. But anyway, we're not here to talk about John Stockton, although we'll gladly give what him a shout out. What did happen to David Stockton? That's a question. Uh, I think he went part. over... Seas. Oh. Go to Germany, maybe? Good. Anyway, this is Guys on the Sideline, where we talk about a lot of interesting things to us, hopefully to you as well. Chris, for those that are tuning in for the first time, tell them what they can expect from Guys on the Sideline. You know, basically, you can just expect all manner of wild opinions, controversies, um, you know, conspiracy theories and all that kind of thing. We're just, we're here to report from the perspective of the guys that, that aren't on the court. They're not even in the press box for the guys on the sideline. Guys on the sideline, occasionally on the baseline. Occasionally on the baseline. I, I, you want to tell I, us about that? Jeff? I owe you that. Chris uh, hooked me up with some floor seats, row one underneath the basket, whole different ball game down there. Whole different ball game. Sat there um, right next to Lance Stevenson, mm-hmm. Javel McGee, Michael Beasley. It was uh, the Lakers Jazz, uh, and that was uh, definitely an entertaining game. Jazz one looked good. And I'm hoping you had some good hecklers around you. Th- it there was, were a couple it, good ones down th- there. It was, that, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty good. I probably though I was. I was making eye contact with Lance Stevenson. My wife was like, what is going on? And I was trying to get him to look at me. And uh, anyway, I'll cut this part out. That got really awkward because <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in. Making the googly eyes at Lance, Lance Stevenson. Stevenson. Although, Life's true story. concerned about it. <laughs> true, true story is that um, JaVale McGee, who were uh, big fans of Shaq and a Fool in Our House. And JaVale McGee is, seems to always be on there because he is a bit of a doofus, if you will. One of the He's biggest of a doofus. in um, anyway, so after the game, my son was like, that's JaVale McGee's uh, water bottle. And so we walked over, picked it up. It's taped up, number seven. Sure enough, it was JaVale McGee. And anyway, we took it home, but I'm a little concerned that maybe we need to spray that down a couple times. Yeah. You just don't know where JaVale McGee has been. Basically, you use that like the opposite of holy water. So whatever's in there, when you want to jinx something, just spritz a bit of the JaVale McGee backwash on it and uh, you should have a curse for the ages, John. Yeah, good good stuff. So um, anyway, let's get our legal disclaimers out uh, here in the open. So toss to those. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. All right, Chris, you feel better? Always do. I would have to say that our predictions would be right 100% of the time if you would stay away from the NFL predictions. Cause, <laughs> uh, and me too. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just kidding. You and I made one some guarantees. Eight, one out of four ain't bad. Is that how that goes? So, something like that. I think um, we we introduced a segment that we will quickly forget, and that was the guys on the sideline lock. Yeah. You remember those? We made some locks. Yeah. 
Are we, gonna, are we gonna do well basically bury that segment because yeah. of the poor performance? Yeah, I what happened, Jeff? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. We got our Costanza pick. The one pick that we got yes. right was the one that shouldn't have gone the right way. That's right. It was but the you got two, uh, Eagles. Right? I got a couple right, but anyway, was was a bit disappointing. But uh, anyway, our George Costanza pick for those that are new, we uh as you remember the great episode where George Costanza does the opposite because everything that he has done has been wrong. And uh anyway, he starts doing the opposite and things just miraculously improve in his life. We had a segment on this show where we do that. We go against the grain. We go against our better judgment. And uh, that was the only pick that really came through. So maybe we'll do that here in a minute on our NFL picks. Did I tell you, Jeff, by the way, that I was I, I may have been watching um, a certain very large national network for sports, and one of their commentators took this whole George Costanza thing. So we're getting out there, my friend. It, it, they, people they are paying it. attention? They said it. They no said kidding. the same thing. Absolutely. No word kidding. Word, well, man. folks, go back. Go to the archives. Aaron would be proud. You heard it here first. Go to the archives. You definitely heard it here first. So, uh, Aaron, did you get that shout-out? That was for you, buddy. Love you, Aaron. Um, real quick, Kawhi Leonard. Have you uh, have you been following this? His laugh has become a thing. It's really a thing. cool. My son wanted us to throw this uh, into this episode. So this is uh, Kawhi Leonard's laugh. It's almost musical if you if you think about it one way. Let's listen to his musical laugh. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the NBA remix version of uh, NBA on NBC, whatever that was. Yeah, so here's a bit of a remix where which is literally musical. <laughs> Okay, good stuff. Um, let's jump in. Today we're going to be talking NFL. We've can, got. Wait, can I say, uh, say one more uh, thing about this? Rewind. I'm just, just going to say this one thing that's, that's, Go for it. that's speaking of laughter. Here's Kawhi Leonard being stumped by a question that was essentially like, tell us about yourself. <laughs> he got stumped by it to the point uh, where he had to emit something that's he's calling a laugh. I guess we're all calling it a laugh, but it's I don't I certainly wouldn't normally classify it. I'd say help that choking man. I, you know, I don't know what sound actually came out of him, but ultimately I just can't really get past the premise of this where ask me about myself. I don't I don't know what you how could I even answer that? That's an uh, <laughs> bizarre. Anyway. bizarre. That showed up just so you know why maybe it's uh, trending at the moment. The Milwaukee Bucks hosted the Toronto Raptors and every time Toronto, who Kawhi Leonard plays for as you know, every time they turned the ball over, they would play this laughter up on the big screen and so they played it a handful of times and the the crowd enjoyed it and uh, Kawhi Leonard was uh, uh anyway Thank you, uh, Milwaukee. That, that's hilarious and amazing. Another okay. segment on – another thought on this um, topic. Did you see Steph Curry? You heard he um, was not sure if we did, in fact, walk on the moon. You heard about this a month or so ago. Oh, I didn't know that. He huh? was introduced in Sacramento, and um, as he was introduced, they played the moonwalking up on the Jumbotron. <laughs> and anyway, Steph, there, there's footage of him looking up, and he he's a good sport. Jeff, he, uh, he enjoyed it. How, how do we get an invite to this poker game where Kyrie's talking about flat? Earth. Steph is is questioning whether we're on the moon, you know, whether we've made it to the moon, and you know, you know, Kawhi's there laughing about it all. I guess <laughs> I don't know where, where is this thing, but I mean, it is it's quite the hub of crackpot theories, apparently. Like you, you know, stars which, in the NBA, I guess, which aligns very well with this show, and I think that's what you're getting at. Like, <laughs> I, that is exactly like right. we should be at that table. Yes, we should. No we question. Should. So anyway, okay, today's show. Now that we're a few minutes into it, we're going to be talking about the NFC and AFC champion games that are this weekend. I think I speak for all of America when I say, let's go Chiefs! Let's go everyone but the 
darned Pats. Yeah, that was that was a safe call. We'll also talk about Donovan Mitchell, uh, best week uh, of the season, uh, NBA Player of the Week, I believe, uh, or at least in the Western Conference, um, is he playing really took well. This next step this week, we'll talk about that. And again, we were in the house front row right when he dunked mm. over my buddy Javel, as I referenced earlier. But sensational play, thing of beauty. It was awesome. Donovan, you're the man. Should be in the All-Star game. Maybe next year. And um, you wanted to throw out, too, we just heard breaking news that Joe Ingles, that there's a petition going to get Joe Ingles into the skills skills competition competition at the All-Star weekend. The All-Star weekend. Um, Just just kind of another uh, bit of evidence of Joe Ingles' rising star amongst the national media. Um, He's a darling because he just so embraces his goofy dadness. And uh, the national media loves it. But he's also tough as nails on the court, competes his heart out, and is a really good player. Yeah. And everybody loves it. We love Joe. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Joe Ingles is everything I aspire to be. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Joe, Joe, Joe Ingles. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I think that's what we'll cover. We might get into college football, talk transfers. That might be next week as well. So, okay, let's let's jump into uh, the NFL playoff games this week. Let's start in the NFC if we can. NFC. Set us up. We've got the Rams um, hosting the Saints, or hosting? vice versa. No, vice versa. I think Sa- Saints are hosting. So and that's critical, right? Who dat nation? Who dat nation? I think the Saints are tough at home. Although I do personally think that the Saints have been kind of on a rocky, somewhat decline. They they kind of really. It's always my fear when my teams are at the the, the top of the league, especially the NFL, when they peak early. And I think that that might be a little bit of the case with the Saints. Now they gutted one out against the Eagles, but really I think it was a bad call at the end of that game to attempt a 53-54 yarder. They hand it right back to Foles and crew. Foles is a man of destiny, as we all know, so they they barely escaped that, um, thanks to a very unusual uh, missed catch. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it was Alshon Jeffrey, right? Alshon Jeffrey, yep. My namesake. But they were, yeah, they were basically on their way to scoring and getting ahead. I think the Saints are, unfortunately, because I I love me some Drew Brees. Um, I, I'm kind of irritated about the Rams. I mean, it's nobody's fault on the team, but I just don't find a lot to like there, per se. Um, and so I, I would prefer to see the Saints win, but I'm going with the Rams. You're going with the Rams. Okay, I'm going to go against the grain here, against you. I think the Saints are going to win. I'm going to go Houdat Nation. Um, I think Taysom Hill, the local kid, is going to come up big. I love that they're using him in the lineup. Not, Me too. You know, not just as a, as a quarterback. I mean, he's a receiver. He's a gifted athlete. He's man. throwing the ball. He's in the Wildcat. Um, anyway, I, I think I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, either one of these teams, though, I agree. I, I'd be fine with uh, as an Arizona Cardinal fan. You know, don't love the Rams. Uh, I do like Sean McVay, though. I think I he's a too. great coach. I, I think everybody is trying to find the next Sean McVay, which is kind of interesting. And uh, I like Todd Gurley. I'll say I think he's the, the guy on that team I like the best. But Jared Goff, I mean, as a Ute fan, you watched him for a couple of years. You know, with, uh, not necessarily sure that I think he's the world's greatest QB. He's obviously getting it done. Can't say anything about that, but he is prone to major collapses. And uh, that's one thing. It could be a wild card as far as my prediction is concerned. But what I'm concerned about, if you're a Saints fan, is Todd Gurley. It's their ability to put the ball on the ground and just just grind away. They can wear you down. And then they've got a really elite defense. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough one for the Saints. I mean, the fact that they're at home gives them a better shot. But I still got to go with my Rams, even though I don't really want to. We're going to disagree on this one. We'll see. 
see uh, who has the last laugh next week. Um, but I, I think it's a flip of the coin. I mean, honestly, I could see this going either way. Um, but hope for a, a good, entertaining uh, game. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool, I think, to have Sean Payton, uh, coach of the Saints. He's He set out, it was three years ago, I believe it yeah. was. You remember, he set out oh, yeah, a whole over, year uh, over the, uh, what was it called? Something gate, of course, because they put gate on everything. Yeah, I, Bounty gate. Bounty gate, yeah. I was thinking of like the 12 New England Patriot gates that were out there, but uh, anyway. <laughs> yes, not they've one had of more gates than it, anyone. It was Bounty gate, and uh, anyway. Paying, paying players to for vicious hits, getting yeah. people taken out of games. I think it was probably mostly put at the feet of the defensive coordinator. Was it Greg? Uh, Greg Willie Williams. Greg Williams. Who I don't know why he's still. Is he still in the league? Yeah, coaching? I want to say he's a coordinator. Ow. Anyway, we'll have to. Uh, uh, Chanda, producer, could you uh, fact check that for us? Thanks, Chanda. That would be great. Um, anyway, let's shift over to the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs will be hosting the championship game, and they welcome in the, the 41-year-old Tom Brady, the the juggernaut, the best sports dynasty in the history of sports right and um you know without question probably without question i, I mean think, he will go down yeah maybe now, maybe the celtics or yeah or, or i guess back i in the day there's maybe. no question i mean they've been dominant this is the eighth straight afc championship game so essentially a decade they've been there and let me just say i think the reason that the the pats would get the nod for me is that i don't think there is anything close to a harder sport to be dominant in than the NFL. They stack up everything against you to be able to do what they do. They're just doing it with wit, intelligence. Yeah, they cheat a little bit here and there, but I think they probably cheat the way a lot of teams do, and I yeah. think they just get you know punished more for it. Yeah. I think, um, again, as I said in the intro, I speak for all of America when we say, let's go Chiefs. Let's I just think Chiefs. we've seen this story year after year, and it's like if I have to sit through another Super Bowl with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and a cast of nobodies, right, at receiver. What's you got our breaking wrong. point as a nation? It, what is our breaking seriously. point? Seriously. At what point do we finally just say, I have no interest in this game? None. But you always do because there's, that's the last game. And we, they tend when the Pats lose in the Super Bowl, it tends to be spectacular. It's a last-second thing. Yeah. They, you know, you that's one thing I think we can Seahawks say. Has there been debacle? a single bad Pats Super Bowl as far as entertaining games? No. They've all no. been classics. Eagles was great. They came back against Atlanta. Yeah. Seattle. Seattle uh, was legendary. Wickedly lost that one where Russell Wilson, Wilson was yeah. picked at the goal line. But do we talk about <clears throat> Denver and Carolina? It was a terrible no. Super Bowl. Yeah. Terrible. Denver, Seattle. Denver, was Seattle. Awful. Rotten. Yeah. Yeah. I so, agree. what's one thing we maybe we can say? All right. But I'm here to tell you, Chris, Patrick Mahomes would bring it and he would have an entertaining Super Bowl if it was Saints, or Saints, Saints um, Chiefs. Or, right. or you remember that Monday night game, Rams and Chiefs? It's probably oh, the best game I had ever absolutely. seen. I think that's the one that the NFL wants. I don't yeah. think they want the Patriots. Um, conspiracy time. Conspiracy time. Ding, 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 ding. Tune in. Uh, put you your tin for you going to put their old thumb on the scales here, You know, Jeff? maybe. going to throw a couple flags? If, if they go into the hood and they make up some, I don't know, tuck rule. I know you're a Raider fan, so that was probably How dare you a, little, right a, little, uh, a low blow there. But my point is, if the NFL could pick, I think they would go um, 
L.A. a huge market. Huge market. I, I'd go Rams, to Chiefs. To, to compensate maybe, but I, I, you know, for the, the size of the KC market. But at the end of the day, Mahomes has transcended that market. He's a star. He's Absolutely. A, a star. And look, I've always said this, and maybe it sounds weird, but I see, like, to me, the Chiefs are kind of like the Utah Utes of the NFL. They're kind of this team that's always been in there, or maybe the Utah Jazz is even a better comparison. There's this, they're this team that's consistently good. They have a winning tradition. They've had great players come through, Hall of Famers. Have have come close, but just need that kind of breakthrough star. I can't help it. Even though they're a divisional rival, there's nothing in me that can ha, has any hate for Patrick Mahomes. Man, that guy is an amazing player. Seems like he's just as good a dude and just a good guy. And then Andy Reid, man, that guy deserves a Super Bowl. I don't care who you which, are. Which you mentioned one. that name now. Now flashback. You were a youngster, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, at the time. The Eagles. Patriots. It was one of those oh, yeah. three Super Bowls in a row where I think the Pats won by three. Yeah. And Andy Reid kind of mismanaged the clock a little bit. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. this, but going down, they had the ball in the fourth quarter, and they just they seemed mm-hmm. to not be in a hurry. And it was like Donovan McNabb, mm-hmm. Andy, come on, call a timeout or move the chains or mm-hmm. get out of bounds. But anyway, yeah, I think uh, let, let me just say that I feel like Kansas City, kind of in the in the heartland, if you will, of America. I think I think everybody would embrace that. Oh, I think there's I mad it. respect for Andy Reid. Uh, people love. Yes. Patrick Mahomes, he's a superstar. He's a class act. Absolutely. Good, good guy. And so. just, does, just does amazing things. I mean, he, his athleticism. This is one of the areas I've been the most wrong about. I thought he was on his way to having a dud of a season. I thought it was a dumb move. Again, it was just it was just the Utes homer in me just being mad about them moving on from Alex. But at the end of the day, obviously, they made the right choice here. Yeah. Now, and so it's time. Enough prelude. I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs not only to win this game, but to win the Super Bowl, I think that they pull a late career kind of John Elway type redemption. They've okay. been there close that this is Andy's fine. He's finally here. He has what he needs. He's going to get the monkey off his back. He's going to coach the heck out of this. And to be able to claim a victory over the Pats to get there, to be able to go maybe down a hot shot guy like a McVay or even a Peyton or something like that would be a perfect storybook ending. I think he wins it and then maybe, maybe comes back another year or two and coaches again, but I think he'd be close to being done at that point if yeah. Andy Reid wins it, which I think he will. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. So we buried this segment earlier, but I've got the Chiefs as well. Should we pull out the guys on the sideline lock of the week? Let's do it. We, we need to lock it. Yep, let, lock. Let's lock it. Over let's lock Pats, it. Eh? Okay. okay. Chiefs over the Pats, although I will say I think the Patriots are dangerous in the sense oh, that yeah. there's no pressure on them. They've been there for That's eight right. years. That's they're right. going to roll into town. No pressure. And they're no, no, no nerves. No team exploits your weaknesses like the Pats. Yeah. They know all of their issues to an incredible degree. They know every detail. And there are problems to be exploited, but Pat Mahomes is going to be the difference because his athleticism is unpredictable. He's explosive. He can do things you can't plan for. That kind of improvisation, that kind of spark is something that that you can – beat Bill Belichick with, and I think that they will. So I'm okay. picking them to win. It'll be interesting. So we got the Chiefs uh, in our lock, and then we're split. You've got the Rams. I've got the Saints. We're kind of hedging our bets a little bit, yeah. so th- that won't uh, affect our prediction uh, percentage no. that, we, that no. we roll out there. So Okay. No. Very good. That's the uh, NFL. And then I have to say I hate, hate, hate that there is two weeks until the Super Bowl. Ah, oh, hate it. Why don't we play it one week? Is one extra week really going to no. get a guy with a blown ACL back in the mix? No. Nope. It's not. No. Nope. Okay. Let's but play it. One week for your bumps and bruises. Keep the Just momentum. Like anything else, keep the momentum. And it's, and it's fine because both teams have to deal with it, right? It's not 
not like one team had a bye and gets an extra week yeah. and the, there's an unfair advantage. So anyway, we'll see. It. But come on, Roger. Uh, come on, NFL. Raj, they they don't got. Let me show up at the draft and boo you with everyone else. Come on, <laughs> we man. are we are planning, right? We're yes, fixing to, to get down so, to the draft to have our guys on the sideline coverage. That. That'd be good. When, so, when they build the stadium and down in Vegas, one of these days yeah. they build it down there. Yep. We're doing it. Yep. We're doing Dro- it. I drove by. Have you been down to Vegas in a while? No. Drove. Uh, we were in California, as you know, in in um, December last mm-hmm. month. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's starting to take shape. It yeah. is massive. Yeah. Just on the I don't know what so- right side that would be. Right at the strip. Be. South, on south the other end side. Of the strip, kind of over by Mandalay Bay, I think. Over yep. there. Yep. Over so, there. It's, yeah. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, we'll definitely be, uh, be broadcasting live during the draft. So. All right, that's the NFL. Let's uh, quickly out the door here. Talk NBA. What are you seeing sure. with the Jazz? Won five in a row, and I think they play Cleveland tonight, uh, Friday night. So it should be uh, should yeah. be six. They they if you remember they got hot last year around the All Star yeah. break they went yeah. on like a twenty to two run yeah. something like that twenty wins yeah I'm not sure it'll be quite that level this year but I mean I think and it's been said by a lot of people but this you know the injuries to uh, Ricky Rubio and to Howell Neto have kind of been this weird blessing disguise because I think it's not only has it put Donovan in a position of being on the ball more which I think is just improving his game which if you if you look back to this past summer he was doing his workouts with James Harden and Chris Paul those are on the ball type guys those are yeah. guys that know how to operate that way so maybe we're just seeing the things he's kind of learned and initiating offense and the other thing i think in having those other two guys out and being you know maybe the team having a sense of being shorthanded i also think donovan's just got a bright green light just to say Mm -hmm. donovan do your thing stop being so self-conscious about working within the system too much you know take the reins off of him Guys averaging almost thirty points a yeah. game over the last five the, games. And he looks this like last stretch has been like impressive. a mega star. Now, Chris, I got to uh, I got to give you some love here because I was I was uh, giving you a little bit of uh, grief over your predictions. I believe it was one, two, three episodes ago. You made the comment. I think it was right when Rubio was going down. So I think it was two mm-hmm. two episodes ago. You said that this is going to be a good thing for mm-hmm. for Donovan to mm-hmm. play the point, and you nailed it because you're exactly right. He's he's brought the ball up, and uh, it's it's really improved his game and the Jazz. They look like a different team now. Yeah, and I just think that Donovan's game doesn't always just fit with the kind of slow, evolving, half-court offensive set. I think he's an explosive, dynamic guy, and I think the best way to put pressure on defenses is to start the offense with the ball in his hands. You don't know what he's going to do with it. He's going to slash straight to the basket. He, he has great ability to do that. He's also making great passes. His assists, I, I think, are up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so I think he's really carving out kind of a new type of role for himself, and I hope that they hang with it, honestly. Um, if nothing else, and maybe it is just sort of a new wrinkle that other teams just haven't game planned for and they just don't know how to deal with it, maybe they'll fix that and adjust it. But I, I tend to think that it's great to have that in his arsenal so that maybe they can switch him around, move him around, just to, to get more production and um, really happy to see it. He's yeah, playing great. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think we've we also need to point out on this podcast that we have told um, our listeners for the longest time that Jazz will make corrections. Like mm-hmm. like don't don't mm-hmm. panic. It's not time to hit the panic button. Um, they've lost a few. Again, we've talked about inconsistencies. Yeah. They've had some injuries, as you've mentioned. But um, stay stay with them. They'll get in the playoffs. I think they'll be five six seed. Is yeah. probably a little lower. I think, I think you were like five is what yeah. you predicted. 
that I was I said I think I was three or four saying yeah they could be as high as two but mm-hmm. they'll be middle of the pack and then you know if they can Just get fine. hot and play well maybe the opposing team has some injuries you Absolutely. never know they're, no, they're a young nobody team. wants to play the Jazz in the first round Are you kidding no me question. you really think Golden State wants to play the Jazz in the first round yeah, absolutely not. teams hate coming here they hate playing at altitude listen the they Jazz play Golden know. State just as well as anybody absolutely like they the, do. the one team that could knock the the Warriors out are the Jazz now that's a tall order uh, take off my no, glasses they're they're one of the short list that yeah. could do it for sure from yep. the from the Western Conference from the Western I think Conference, that sure. predictably could do that and I think it's because of their defense and then this year I think they match up better with the Rockets they played better games against them haven't I think they won their first two against the Rockets they yeah, played this year right. including one there and pretty decisively and so the Rockets have piece some things together they're a little bit better now and you're going to get the James Harden foul differential in their favor in the playoffs but that's not news but I actually don't think they're as much of a threat anymore either actually I think in some ways it'd be we. I, this is crazy okay this is what it's about though it's crazy let's bring crazy the craziness Chris I, I'd almost rather face one of those top flight teams earlier in the playoffs than somebody like the Clippers or someone who or somebody else who Nuggets you know, or, yeah or the Nuggets like that maybe we don't match up well against um, so I, we got the Nuggets pretty soon here it'll be interesting to see how we play yeah. but, and the uh, Nuggets I'd have to say are the kind of the surprise team of the season I mean they're, they are. they're leading the West they at are. the moment so they are by quite a bit alright well this was good stuff let's uh, package this episode and uh, get it down to the broadcast excellence um, okay. library yes, because there was some, uh, for those some good stuff Aaron can you help us uh, ship this on down there? That would be great. Um, Thanks, Aaron. That's what you can expect on Guys on the Sideline. If you are new to the audience, welcome on in. We appreciate uh, you being here. Uh, tell a friend uh, about what are we calling ourselves, Chris? We, we've said the fastest growing sports cast yeah. north of where you know, are we talking today? You know, I think this this time around, maybe east of the Okur Mountains. You know what I mean? East of Okur. Okay. But, well, but west of Wasatch. <laughs> Somewhere. Right in that sweet spot. Right in the middle. So, anyway. Signing off, episode 12. Uh, Enjoy football this weekend. Keep uh, following the Jazz, and we'll be back uh, next week, and we'll see how our predictions fared. Uh, For Chris, I'm Jeff, signing off. Adios. Bye-bye. Cheers. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. 